The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Truth! Oh, I know I have experience, and I got the doggy dog. I don't quit. I'm from Nebraska. This is how we're trained. For your winner by TKO, Drew Dober! Please tell me that's on video. I've never been happier. I'm made for a fucking podcast. That's dangerous. Listen to me, we're out of here. Welcome to UFC Unfiltered. I'm very tuckered out today. And um, we have an interesting show. We got uh, Drew Dober. After that amazing win over uh, Terrence McKinney, uh, we'll be on the show. We also have Josh Bridges coming on. He's a, a U.S. Uh, he's a Navy SEAL. I don't know why I said to have a, say U.S. And he's a he's a CrossFit. I just okay, spilled something in my in my fucking thing. Hold on. Oh, okay. Take five. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I can talk I'm about it. I spilled something over here. I spilled my my seltzer. All right, I'll talk while you're doing that. You don't understand. It's a horrible. Yeah, no, we do. Josh is a, a, a CrossFit Games athlete, and he's a four-time regional champion, seven-time CrossFit Open workout winner. Really crazy that anybody – I've never done CrossFit once. Jimmy. I, yes, buddy. I know you do. I know we're doing the show, but – That's right. Clean up. I need my electronics, though. So what do yeah, I yeah. Do? do what you got to do. It's fine. I'm just, I'm just uh, killing a minute until you're done. <laughs> Don't electrocute yourself. You goddamn mess, Jimmy. Yeah, it's but okay. anyway, listen to me. I got a question about this. Hold on. Yeah, sure. This Crossley gentleman, Josh Bridges, right? Yeah. He had a boxing match. Oh, I didn't know that. Versus another Crossfit guy. Yeah, in in September. Yes, you're actually right. Now, was there bad blood in that thing? What was that about? I don't know. I think it was another. Uh, was it another Navy SEAL that he fought? No. Oh. How dare you, Jimmy? He lost to a, a Crossfit guy. Now, my point is, I want to know. Does his Navy SEAL buddies give him shit because he lost to a guy that's, you know, he's working out and he's a Navy SEAL and he's like, how about being a dick? I'm going to guess no. No, you're carrying a Navy SEAL flag. You lost to this guy who's just good at working out. What the fuck? Okay. You know what I mean? All right, well, let's, let's bring him in, Josh. Uh, Josh Bridges. I, 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 this guy's cardio must be great. And I'm I just, just throwing things out there. We don't have to ask that question. No, I'm curious. I'm so tired, Matt, because I didn't sleep well last night. That anybody who can just do CrossFit type cardio, I even said to my trainer today, I'm really happy I'm not in the military. Like, just because I would have to exercise when I don't want to. Like, and they would make me, you can't tell the, the DI, hey guys, I'm a little tuckered out. Can I relax? I'm sorry for the people at home now. DI stands for drill instructor. Okay. I yeah. Making sure everybody's on the same page. Oh, yeah. There he is. How are you guys doing? We're doing good. We were just reading yes. up on you and finding out that not only are you a CrossFit champion and a, a former Navy SEAL, that you had a boxing match with another <laughs> champion. Is that true? That's true. Yeah, last year in October. Yeah, in Dubai. How did that come about? And was that like a bad blood thing? No, no, no bad blood at all. It was actually a buddy of mine. And um, so when I kind of stopped doing CrossFit, kind of retired from CrossFit, you could say, uh, I don't know. I was just like looking for something else to do. And I had, um, I grew up with an older brother. Uh, we, you know, always fought. I wrestled in college. Um, and so striking was something I was always interested in. So I went to a boxing gym 
And literally, like, my manager's like, maybe we can find you on a, get you on a card. And so I was supposed to be on the Thor versus Eddie Hall card that's actually getting ready to happen in like five days. Um, that fight ended up getting canceled because Eddie Hall got hurt, but me and Jacob Hepner ended up fighting. Yeah, boxing. Now, now, was he a former boxer or anything, or was he just another? No, he was just another crossfitter with no combat sports uh, background at all. Now, in all fairness to you, to you, uh, Josh, Joshua or Josh, what do you like? Josh, Josh is fine. Okay, yeah. Josh. Um, if this was a real fight, you had a wrestling background. It could have been yeah. a lot of difference. I'm just trying to say. I want to. I'm just trying. I'm not trying to save face, but I don't want your I don't want your Navy SEAL buddies giving you shit. Where, hey man, <laughs> Josh, what the hell? We're in the jungles of the world fighting terrorists, and now you're getting beat by a guy who's good at working out. What the fuck? <laughs> you're getting shit, Josh, because you're. A, I know. If it was a real fight. You would have double legged his ass. No. Easy, easy peasy, right? <laughs> but that's interesting that you chose boxing. Why would you choose? That discipline. That- it was just, uh, you know, like I, um, I did a little bit of jujitsu, like when I was in the military, we just rolled around with some buddies. Um, never really took to it, and then I always loved striking, and so I wanted to just, I basically just went into a boxing gym, and I was like, okay, this is cool. And then, you know, the world right now with uh, all these crazy boxing matches, it just right. kind of came about. It wasn't really anything I intended on doing. I just wanted to go in, get a workout in, other than lifting, doing CrossFit. Now, I'm very tired today, Josh. I just got a bad night's sleep. I woke up at four, couldn't go back to sleep. So I just did my little minuscule workout in the gym. And I even said to my trainer, I'm so happy I'm not in the military. Because when you're in the military, (laughs) let me ask you now, as a former Navy SEAL, when you're feeling tired and you weren't properly rested, are you able to say to the drill instructor, hey, look, I'm a little tired today. I think I'm going to take light exercise duty. Yeah, hundred percent. You just uh, see, hey man, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna back off this work, this uh, this evolution. So uh, if you guys could just cut cut me some slack, they'd be they're very okay with that. And Hell Week, how much sleep do you get in Hell Week? Uh, you get a hour or was it one or two hours on Wednesday, and then I think a one or two hour nap on Thursday. Um, and so either it, I think it was two hour naps. Um, so I think you get a total of four hours on Wednesday and Thursday. Uh, so it starts Sunday night and then ends like Friday afternoon. And if you can't nap on Wednesday or Thursday, you're just fucked. Oh, you're napping. You no. lit it, like you, it's hard. Like they're making guys put like hot sauce in their eye to stay awake during like lunch and dinner and shit. Um, it's uh, it wasn't wasn't a complicated thing to to once you hit your head hit that rack, you were out. Are your clothes wet the whole time too? It just seems like a, I mean, they call it hell week for a reason, but your clothes are yeah. soaking wet. They don't let you change. No. Yeah. Um, I can't remember if you actually change camis at all. You might change camis here and there, but yeah, for the most part, once you do, the instructors are basically, you're back in the water getting, getting wet and sandy. Yeah. It seems very unpleasant. Uh, and, and how, uh, how long were you a Navy SEAL? I was in for eight and a half years. Oh, you were I, okay. Yeah. So I went in. And, you know, did a uh, two months in boot camp. And then I went straight to BUDS, which is basic underwater demolition seal training um, and was uh, a seal the entire time. So, so basically I got my trident about a year after, no, June of 2008. And I went in in March of 07. So what's the hardest part of it? Of being, I mean, it's all brutal, I'm sure. But what, what is the one part? If there's one part, like, like for Matt, there's one part of work yet. He hates the, uh, what is it you hate, Matt? The uh, the Virtue Climber, right? The Versa Climber. Versa Climber. Oh man, yeah, that thing's brutal. I haven't been on that since I was. I, once I got done fighting, I got done with my the Versa Climber. Me and the yeah. Versa broke up. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, I used the Versa Climber a ton when I had uh, knee injuries, um, and that thing is nasty. But uh, the hardest part is it's just understanding that it, for I think for most people it's mental. Mental. Um, it is very physically demanding. The job. Um, and then also knowing that once you get through training, it only gets harder. Like when I was a SEAL in my troop and, and in my, uh, at my command and in my platoons, like the shit that we did inside of, inside of the platoon was way harder than the training. The training is just what gets displayed, right? That's what people see. Right. It's like, oh, to get into this, this is the hardest part. Um, just knowing that it wasn't over once you got through the training, the training was just uh, the tip of the iceberg. And yeah, and there's more. So when you see stuff like happening, like in, in Ukraine and all this crazy, like urban warfare, does your mind immediately start going like, all right, well, this is how you handle that. Or this is what I would do with that. If I was in that situation. 
Yeah. I mean, you definitely start to think about stuff like that, but it's um, for me, it's, you know, it's just, I've been out of it now for seven years and for the past seven years, I've only strictly focused on, you know, being, uh, you know, being a CrossFit athlete. And so, you know, you, you kind of feel like you start to fall away from it a little bit, but no, I mean, like war is crazy. And uh, what you see happening over here is just, it's absolutely nuts. Um, you know, and you feel for the Ukrainian people and it's a, uh, it's a, uh, it's a tough, tough fucking thing to handle when you ha- when you're fighting war in your own country, which is something, you know, we've right. rarely dealt with. Now when you're CrossFit training, cause again, I, my cardio sucks. Um, you're able to do a whole lot of pull-ups. Like I'm fascinated by anybody that can do one CrossFit, much less guys that can win competitions. I'm fascinated by anybody with good cardio. Yeah, it's CrossFit's an interesting. It's something that I actually used to join the military. So I, uh, a buddy of mine was like, "Hey, I'm going to go try to be a Navy SEAL," um, and this is what some of these guys are doing. They're doing something called CrossFit to use it uh, to basically get fit to go, go join the military. And so that's what I did. Um, so I've been doing it for so long now. And then it just kind of happened to fall in my lap that I could start competing. Um, but CrossFit is, it's just like such a well-rounded, if you want to be a well-rounded, physically fit human being, you want to be kind of strong, kind of, kind of fast, um, you know, able to do uh, body weight movements, you know, it's just the perfect routine and it's never boring because it's always changing. And so that's why I fell in love with it. Thank you for not hanging up on me when I asked you as a CrossFit champion, if you could do a lot of pull-ups, that really was an asshole <laughs> question. That's, that's how you know I'm out of shape. <laughs> yeah, I guess it just depends on what kind of pull-ups, but yeah, you know, we all got to start somewhere. Josh, you're my, you're, how tall are you? Five, five? Five, five. Yeah. That is so awesome, man. We can relate. I'm five, yeah, you know? I'm five, like five and a half. I'm like five. I say five, six, but I think I'm getting shorter. Maybe it's the no cartilage in my knees. But uh, yeah, I can, that'll do it, you know, but uh, now being your side, like, let me ask you, was there going into the Navy SEALs? Were you, well, what made you want to get in there? Was uh, it- I was just like, oh, I, I grew up like I had an older brother and man, all we did was play sports. And to be honest, I always wanted to be, you know, I was a very sport oriented person. I like all I cared about was like growing up being a, I wanted to be a baseball player. Um, but we always we we played every sport. I didn't I didn't grow up like shooting guns. I didn't grow up doing like the scouts, nothing like that. It was just like I just, I just like sports. Um, so when like my sporting career ended, I was doing you know an awful job. I was a loan officer in the you know doing like refinances and mortgages, and I hated my life. And then I met my buddy Mike, who was like, "Hey, I'm gonna go try to be a Navy SEAL," and they're doing this stuff called CrossFit. It just was like for me, it was you know something that I could. Uh, like help like okay here's something i can push myself for again almost like bring me back to that um competition mindset and you're a big ufc fan too i know you these uh at least in our prep it says that you're going to be at 274 for uh uh gaethje Oliveira. is it true yeah we just got tickets uh the other day so um i'm buddies with uh michael chandler i've worked out with him once um i know him through a couple mutual friends and uh we've just stayed connected um ever since he came over to the house in San Diego and worked out with me. And then, uh, yeah. So I was like, I, once I saw he was fighting, uh, Ferguson, I was like, Oh yeah, I'm going to this one. Yeah. That's an incredible fight. Um, that's, it's, it's crazy how, and I always talk about how the, in the matchups they find in UFC are the ones that they make happen. It's like these cards go so deep. There's so many fights on every card that you want to see. Oh my God. I know. I'm so, st- I'm so stoked for this, uh, this next one with, um, it's who's the next card? Is it who's the main fight? Is Volkanovski, it Volkanovski, uh, Volkanovski. Yeah. Yeah. And then you got, I mean, you got the Jan uh, Sterling fight. Um, and then the, oh my God, the Gilbert Burns and Shamal fight. Oh, I'm so stoked for that card. Oh, Ch- uh, Chimaev? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yes. I'm looking forward to that fight too. Did um, you watch, I, I'm sorry, Jimmy. Did you watch over the weekend or no? Did you watch the fights over the weekend? I, uh, I, I, I caught the last fight. I fought uh, Santos versus um, Yeah, man, I was. Yeah, that fight was. I was. Uh, it was a good fight. I did. I did cut, catch it though. Doesn't it feel like Thiago Santos kind of had the tools, but wasn't he? Would he, he start to pull the trigger? Yeah, bang, bang. Yeah, and then all of a sudden he like, all right, let me take my foot off the gas. Is he afraid of getting tired? Is he afraid of getting countered? 
I don't know. But when he started getting Magomed on his heels and he started coming in there like a Mordecai Mike Tyson, it's like, whoa. And then all of a sudden he starts taking the foot off the gas and letting Magomed come back in his face. So it's like, man, I, it's Jimmy. It's very frustrating because it's yeah. like, dude, you're right there, man. And it was in that, that second round when he had him. It was at the, I mean, it was like with the last 15 seconds when he knocked him down. Yeah. That second round. And uh, if he had a little more time in that round. But yeah, I agree. Santos has been an interesting um, fighter to watch. I mean, when he fought John Jones, that fight was so incredible. And I was like, oh, this guy is going places. Obviously, he destroyed his knee in that fight. I thought he won that fight, too. I thought it was very close. If I remember correctly, I thought that he uh, won. Or maybe I'm thinking of the the Reyes. Was Reyes a split decision, too, against Jones? Yeah, Yeah, maybe I'm thinking of Reyes. But I know Thiago Santos... Fought, yeah, you know, I thought Reyes won Jones, but he did look great after he hurt his knee in the first round. Yeah, that was so he he tore. I dislocated my knee in 2012, where I I tore my ACL, PCL, MCL, and meniscus, and that's exactly what he did in that fight. And I was like, oh, he's got a long road to recovery. So I give the guy a little bit, you know, that he's still actually coming back and fighting with that thing because that was a brutal a brutal injury to come back from. Let me, this is more of a personal question. Do you have uh, any of your CrossFit buddies with knee replacements? Uh, no knee replacements. I'm probably the closest one that has. I've, um, so my left knee, when I did, I completely dislocated it in 2012. Uh, a guy fell on it and it tore three of the, like ACL, PCL, MCL, and meniscus. Um, they replaced the ACL and PCL and then, all of it retore over the years. I never got it fixed again. And then two years ago, or no, in 19, I did a high tibia osteotomy. That's basically where they break your leg to realign your joint because my joint had um, the inside, like the, the medial side of the knee was basically bone on bone. And so they had to break it to realign it. Ah. And if you look up high tibia osteotomy, it basically is like it's a 10-year shelf life to a knee replacement. You were out when they broke it, I hope. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah just making sure. Yeah. yeah. Another one of my yeah. dumb questions. Wait, a, a guy fell on it. Was it, this is in the military? Yeah, military, yeah. Well, you guys were doing training exercise and he j- something just went wrong? Yeah, it was just a, a fluke accident, yeah. So you might be the first one to get on, you know, the go down negativeville, but you might be getting a knee replacement or it's inevitable. It's at some point, yeah, if, as long as, I mean, if the knee doesn't hold up. I had a great, I had a phenomenal doctor, uh, Matt Preventure, out here in the Vale. It's a, he's in Vale. He's at the Stedman Clinic. Um, and he, uh, he did a phenomenal job with his high osteotomy so far. Uh, it has felt great. Um, I still don't have range of motion cause I have a lot of bone stir- spurring in the knee. And so I don't have that full flexion, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I hope I don't have to go the, the full knee replacement, but you know, it might be inevitable. Well, I'll let you know how mine goes. I got to get a couple of Josh, man. Oh, I'm yeah. funny, man. I'm still doing my jujitsu, but that's the only thing I can do now. Is my jujitsu. Right. Well, walking around, Jimmy, I tell you, I'm not winning any races. That's for sure. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, Where, yeah. Uh, who, who are you using, Matt? Well, I'm going to be going to HSS, HSS in the city. There's a Dr. Rodriguez there that's my guys uh, rep- recommending. And uh, we're going to see what's up. I'm going on the 21st and I'm going to go with my x rays and yada, yada. But have you tried any of the stem cell? I did. Well, I did the ones that aren't the good ones. I did the ones in country. I didn't have the, I didn't uh, go to Columbia or Mexico, which I probably should have. And, but again, yeah. my thing is like, they're literally, it's, the arthritis is literally, it's bone on bone. So it's like, yeah. unless these yeah. shots are going to grow back some cartilage, I don't know what they're going to do for me. I did a car. I did the stem cell shots out here. I did the scope. I did the gel shots. I'm, I, I'm, I tried to do everything I could to kind of, but it is, it is, man, you know. Can stem cells help him or no? If, if it's bone on bone, can stem cells do anything? Uh, I don't know. I mean, it possibly. I know they're talking about they could regrow cartilage. But there's also like a – I think it's called an oats procedure. I don't know how like how well – obviously, I've never done it. But um, they talk about where they actually go in and they take some of your own cartilage and they grow it in a Petri dish and then they put it back into your joints. So I know there's a lot – I mean – where they've gone now with uh, these surgeries is pretty crazy. Right? Yeah. Like, yes, I don't know. Michael Bisping, a guy who was similar mm-hmm. in my shoes. Yeah. Younger yeah. than me, he got both his knees done. And the guy's really? kicking bags. He's yeah. Running. Guy, you look at his Instagram. He goes, oh, yeah. I don't have an English accent. I wish I had an English accent. I could do it better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Give me no cringe. I'm not going to try to do it. Now, go ahead. Try it. Oh, I, I have oh, we'll, no, no. We'll no. take it out if it's no good. No, no. <laughs> I'm not no good at it, Jimmy. Jimmy, you do it. Michael Bisbee. 
I, I can't. I've never heard him speak. Okay. okay. Well, <laughs> he's telling me. Uh, I don't know if he says mate, but he goes, come on, get him done. I can't, I can't do an English accent at all. Yeah, you can. I can. But he did tell me, get him done, you get your life back. I have heard that every person I've heard get a knee replacement has been like it was the best thing I ever did. It still scares, it still scares the shit out of me, though. Me too, bro. Me too. But, uh, hey, man, enough of my knees. Yeah. We, got you here. we don't want to talk about my knees. Yeah, so, by the way, are you promoting anything? Like, are you, are you, uh, we want to make sure if, if you're promoting something that we get that out there, too. I mean, uh, I, you know, I sell, I offer a pro, I do a lot of programming for guys that are going into the military, um, CrossFitters or people, law enforcement, firefighter type stuff. So josh-bridges.com. And then uh, I own a coffee company, gooddudescoffee.com. Let me ask you too, when you do CrossFit, what, what is a typical CrossFit session? Like uh, what does it roughly consist of? And what's the difference between that and when you're competing like for the regionals or the championship? Oh, now it's very different. Um, I mean, when you're competing, when I was competing, it's, it's a full-time job. It's six to eight hours a day of training. Uh, like in, when I, when I was in full throttle, like training for competition, I would start off, I'd wake up in the morning, I'd have a, a little bit of coffee and some, some breakfast. Then I'd go out and I would do about an hour of, uh, conditioning, uh, immediately like going into like CrossFit style workouts to basically weight more like body weight movement style CrossFit stuff, um, lightweight get the heart rate going, get the uh, central nervous system firing. Um, and then I would move into about an hour and a half of strength and condition strength workout. For me, I had to focus a lot on Olympic weightlifting. And so I would do an, about an hour of weightlifting. Um, and then I would take a break and then I would have some lunch, some coffee, maybe stretch out a little bit. And then I would uh, come back out. I would do another CrossFit style workout, probably this time with some weight in it, weight involved in it. And then uh, finish the day with a like monostructural, so running, rowing, swimming, biking, something of that sort, where it's just that one move, one uh, one movement. And then I end the day with dinner and then some more recovery. Right? It was literally just an all day thing, and that was six days a week. I actually did it probably seven days a week most of the time, and then I would only take rest days here and there. And I, you know, fucked myself up pretty good. But you did, yeah, you, you fucked. You. That's what kind of messed your knee up uh, even worse. Uh, I don't know about that. It was, I think it just, it, it like took a toll on my body, you know, like, uh, joints are hurting, you know, kind of messed me up. Uh, I had to, I had to really like fix my, how I ate and how I eat now. Um, you know, mess my sleep up for a long time because my, I think my cortisol levels were always so high because it was coffee, workout, coffee, workout, you know, and then try to like wind down to sleep and yeah, you're exhausted, but you're, uh, you know, your, your cortisol levels are so high. It's just hard to sleep. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a very bad sleeper too. So what did you do for that? Just laid awake. I mean, I, I'm just, I suck at sleeping. And I, I tried everything I did, uh, you know, melatonin went down that road, went down supplement roads. Um, you know, you just have to really get into a good rhythm, um, where you're trying to go to bed at the same time. You're not having your phone, uh, you know, your phone or TV on at night, a couple hours prior to, you're not eating a big meal prior to going to bed. You know, there's a lot of, a lot of things you can do and then making sure you're getting enough food. I think that was my biggest thing was I wasn't able to eat enough because I mean, I was spending, I was working out so hard that I had to eat so much and I just couldn't, eat. I wasn't a big eater. I was ever, never really a big eater. And so when you're not eating enough, like your body's just telling yourself, Hey, you need to be awake so you can eat more. Um, so it was just, uh, it was, a, yeah, it was a tough road. And I, now I have to eat a little, I'm eating a lot more. Um, and I'm sleeping, I'm sleeping a lot better now. Did you ever see those Ninja Warrior shows? And you ever go, ah, look at these motherfuckers. I'll go on man. I'll do that. Let <laughs> me see that. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, yeah. What about the funny one? The other one is another one with the wipeout one, which is more silly. But what is it? The Ninja Warrior. You ever look at that and say, that's something I might get into? That looks like it's up your tree. It'd be cool. It's just, it's like super grip, grippy. Like everything's like upper body strength, grip strength. So it'd be fun. I would give it a shot. I'd be scared to fuck my knee up again, though. I'm always, that's always where my head goes. It's like, I don't want to go through another surgery. I went through knee, three knee surgeries and I'm just, uh, you know, and I'm probably going to have to go through the, the knee replacement at some point. That'll be four. And I'm just, I'm done with knee surgeries. So I can't sit in like referee's position. You know, like my kid, both my boys wrestle, wrestled for five years. Um, and like just trying to like help coach them. Uh, I would like trying to sit in referee's position. I can't even get into it because my left, like I can't get my left foot to my butt. 
kind of things. It's it's one of those see stuff like that where I'm starting to get to. So I'm like, all right, even with the knee surgery, like I was always afraid I wasn't gonna be able to do jujitsu again, but I'm like, I'm getting kind of screwed up anyway. I got I might as well, you know. I, <laughs> yeah, right. I got I'm just a little stressed because I know it's coming up soon. But hey man, the surgery. I, I'm well, I'm seeing the guy first. I got an appointment to see him on the 21st, and then whenever we make it, I don't know how I don't know how soon these things move, but yeah, I guess it's part of the life. You know who's not complaining about his knees and his joints? Is this little bird. We're getting, we did the right thing by our bodies, me and you, Josh. Right. This That's guy right. make jokes all day long, and he's got perfect. <laughs> That's right. My knees are in great shape. Um, I love it. Yeah, yeah. My knees are in really good shape, but they don't do anything. So, um, you know, I'll be, but maybe your knees are messed up. Um, but I have tits and side fat, so I, I would take the being. <laughs> I would take the being in shape and not having that. <laughs> Josh, look, man, it was we have uh, Drew Dober is coming on very shortly, but it was great talking to you. You're a really, really interesting guy. Let's get your website plugged again. If anybody is thinking to want to join the military or want some kind of a, what a program written up or whatever, you kind of help them yeah. to, to get that yep. get in shape for that. Yeah, it's uh, Josh-Bridges.com. And uh, gooddudescoffee.com. Thank you guys so much for having me on. It's a pleasure speaking to you both. Matt, huge fan. I've always oh, appreciated you, man. I loved watching you growing up. So thank yeah, you, this, was, this was really a really cool uh, experience for me. So I appreciate you guys having me on. Thanks, man. Good talking to you, Josh. Take care of yourself. This episode of UFC Unfiltered is brought to you by Love Hemp, the official CBD partner of UFC. Life can be a challenge. Whoever you are, we're all striving for a healthier lifestyle. Love Hemp, one of the leading premium organic CBD and hemp suppliers, here to help people like you. The Love Hemp range contains CBD oils, edibles, and topicals contain cannabinoids, which help support wellness and recovery to maintain your natural balance. It's even endorsed and used daily by elite fighters like Gilbert Burns, GSP, and Kamaru Usman. Whatever challenge you may be facing, Love Hemp, they're always in your corner. Love Hemp, helping you to be the best you can be. Available now via lovehemp.com across Europe and coming to the U.S. markets this year. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month, experience it all live with Sling. Sling. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I like it, man. But that CrossFit really does fascinate me. I wasn't bullshitting. Like, it's for a guy to be in that type of shape and to be able to plow through a workout it's not surprising though you know if you're in the military if you can get through navy seal training you can probably get through anything it makes more sense now about him because he's trying just boxing the guy used to wrestle too so you i bet you put him in a cage with this crossfitting guy you would have took him apart or sure if you drop him in a forest with an m16 both of them or in paintball i think he's got this guy beat everywhere but you know the whole fucking hey, boxing. boxing is box. Hey, look, it, it look. Woodley lost to Jake Paul twice. Yo, is it just me? Did I have a, did I have a pen around here before? I don't know. Oh, I saw you smoking drugs before you. Yeah, I'm no fucking Sherlock Holmes. I'm no Batman. I'm no great detective. By the way, um, I'm no Batman. I'm no great detective. <laughs> Song yeah. Yudong <laughs> of a Marlon Marais. <laughs> Poor Marlon. Yes, buddy. I'm not going to be ignored. Jimmy, you literally talked right oh, over. Oh, I'm sorry. What you I say? repeated I it on purpose. I apologize. I'm not a great detective like The Batman, which movie I just seen, which I thought you were going to ask me about. I did a perfect segue that I thought you, and then you literally ignored me. I said, I didn't what? know you were, you were, you not a room. I'll be honest. I heard, t- it's funny. We had a guest on today talking about Batman. Don't, can I cut you off? Wait. Sure. Don't 
say you negative, Lily? No. Don't you? What are you I'm just say? telling you what he said. Who said this? This guy said that it was kind of brooding and emo and moody. Like he didn't love it, but that's what I've heard from people who didn't like it. I think you're making that up now. No, no I'm not. I promise I you. To get, like ruffle my feathers. I no, mean. I would never want to ruffle your feathers. Well, Drew Dober's ready to go. Let's ask Drew Dober if he remembers running into a stone mad Sarah at two in the morning the, in a pretzel stand. Oh, that's I think you're going to say the back fist. That's yes. what we have to ask him. Okay. I haven't seen him since then. Yes, let's talk to Drew. Let's see if he remembers. Hey, Drew, how you doing? What up, guys? Dude, even with a black eye, look at this guy who could be a model. Look at you. It's like they painted that on you. Even your black eyes look good, this guy. Just this full-on coming in looking like a panda. But... Hey, man, first of all, big, big props, much respect. Hold, Drew, what you, you weathered, you weathered yeah. a hell of a storm. And you were, you refused to be a highlight. You're like, dude, not up in here. From the opening, from the first strike. Because there was a few. Where where was our head at? Where was it? Did you were you realize things went, oh man, this is going south? Or were you just where were you at? I mean, we we knew he was gonna come out hot. Uh, you know, but our game plan was like we we assumed he was gonna wrestle a little bit heavier. And so I was trying to like find that level change and he came up right in the center with that knee. Um, but yeah, then the the legs went numb and um I had to uh, refocus, <laughs> stay composed. But, uh, you know, I, I, I've been there before. You know, I've been cracked in fights before. And, uh, you know, there's there's no quit in my attitude. So we just had to stay composed, stay in motion, stay intelligent. And, uh, man, I was, I was looking forward to seeing him in the second round. Now, did you said you knew he was going to come out? Uh, come out, come out hot. Is it because he didn't have a long camp? You figured that he was going to try to get things done early? I mean, you, you look at his last, what, six performances? Yeah. And they're all just, uh, you know, first round finishes, you know, he, he's super athletic, uh, really skillful. And I mean, he just comes out hard. Um, but, uh, you know, with experience in the game, we were kind of very interested to see kind of how he behaves in the second and third round. Did it look like he got a little uh, tired just from watching? And I seem like he slowed down and you really capitalized. Did you sense that when you were in there? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I feel like the, like the moment I, I knew he was kind of slowing down was, uh, uh, there was one time I popped right back up and he was throwing some strikes and they all kind of looked wide and sluggish. And then the moment he was in my guard, in my full guard, like I felt the desperate breathing of like trying to take a break. And so I was just trying to keep him moving, like, you know, keeping him busy, you know, keeping him tired. And then, you know, uh, right before the finish and I got up like what, second or third time or whatever. And, uh, yeah, I saw it in his eyes that, uh, and he was trying to, uh, go nuts the third and he couldn't keep it up. That's very interesting because I was going to ask you, was it that he got tired or was it the knee? Sometimes you could be in great shape. I mean, and let's put it into perspective. He did fight recently, so he's not in horrible shape. It's not like he's eating right. Cheetos for like three months. The guy fought the fairly- 26th, I think, or 28th. Yeah. So, and, and that fight didn't go fat long. So, I mean, no. he, you know, he was fresh. So it's not like the guy wasn't in shape. But sometimes you could be in fantastic shape. You could take a strike. And it, it's like in an energy, it's like in a video game, the energy bar, all of a sudden it gets wiped in hand. Even if you're in great shape, all of a sudden you're winded. And that's what happens sometimes, Drew. So I was wondering if that knee you landed on him is what made him fade. But you're saying it's no, that's it's, it's you felt it before that. You felt them starting to get tired. Yeah, I mean, yeah, no, I definitely felt him like he, he like he was getting more sluggish and he wasn't able to keep up that, uh, you know, athleticism. And we kind of we kind of knew that was the game plan. So, I mean, rewatching the film, uh, you know, the knee served its purpose. but I don't think it was solely the knee that uh, ended the end of the fight. And uh, now I, we have to ask you too, not fight related. Do you remember bumping into Matt Sarah? At a pretzel stand uh, late one <laughs> evening. I believe you were with your girlfriend, or, or, or I'm not sure if you're married, um, and you bumped into Matt Sarah. Oh, of course. I mean, who uh, doesn't remember the times they run into Matt Sarah? But yeah, I was trying to get some late night uh, gyros and, uh, of course, run into a good looking. Wait, wait, it broke up when you said good looking. Oh, yeah, right. you, you, yeah. Go back and start again. We lost all that. We lost the part when you ran into a. I'm not even joking. Didn't you said up? good looking and then your phone wouldn't let you finish. Your phone is like, no. <laughs> I apologize. Listen, can I be honest that night? I don't know how you remember it. Cause I could be, I, I didn't expect to see anybody. 
I was waiting for, <laughs> I was waiting for an Uber, and you know, I, I got kids now. This I was I was a little hot, right? And I was a little depressed because my buddy lost. And I was waiting. I was just looking, and I was he might have thought I was staring at him, and because I was looking at that pretzel stand, I go, should I get a? I should treat myself to a pretzel because I'm so depressed. And then all of a sudden, Drew gave like a wave. Like, oh, it's Drew Dober. And Drew, <laughs> we started that conversation strong because I was happy to see you. And then my stone this, I would think I was like, I was, did I make it weird is what I'm asking you? Oh, no, not at all. But I mean, all of it was as expected. Like, man, like with, with the fights that kind of were, you know, had at Madison Square Garden, and of course, you know, being that late at night and in New York City, like I felt like the demeanor and everything was as expected, but also very like fun and interesting. So I would, I wouldn't have had it any other way. Thank Jimmy. Matt was worried. Sometimes I over, I overanalyze. But Matt, you also know Drew is a really nice person. And he's a very, very nice guy. So even if it was weird, he wouldn't probably tell you. Trying to say he's trying to make me feel better. I don't know, but you were very. Saying, like, I, I encourage all weird interactions. If it ain't weird, it ain't authentic. And, okay. and so it, it's got to be weird a little bit. Say what's on your mind. Let's have fun with it. How did you like those soft pretzels? Did you get a soft pretzel that night? No, I got the halal food. I got myself some like chicken and rice and stuff like that. Which, man, I you can't go wrong with uh, New York street food. So. I'm scared to do it. There's one place. I don't know where you are. If you're by the garden, I'm getting you by seventh and the thirties. I'm guessing on sixth Avenue in the fifties, which every night or, or on the weekends, it has like a line. that's a half a block long. It's like a legendary place. But aside from that, it kind of scares me to get meat off a fucking side truck. I mean, that's where the, like the, the good food is, man. Those guys try to, yeah, they, they put some effort into it. I feel like you go to like the, the late night stands. I mean, that's, that's lack of effort, but food trucks is where it's at. Do you guys do anything when you're in New York after a fight? Do you stay for a couple of days or what do you do? I mean, uh, I mean, yeah, I, uh, I enjoy New York wholeheartedly. Uh, so, I mean, anytime I'm there, there's always something to do. Um, I've done a lot of uh, training vacations out in New York. Uh, I haven't made my way to Sarah's gym. I feel like Long Island is so hard to get to from the city. Yeah. But, uh, man, yeah, I, I really enjoy New York. Hey, Drew, Long Island Railroad, you jump all right on that thing. I'll pick you up at the, I'll pick you up at the train station. I might just take you up on that offer. So <laughs> come by. We'll get some Umbertos afterwards. We'll visit Longo. Break his balls. <laughs> Wait, Matt, is there an Umbertos out in Long Island? Oh, yeah. It is. Oh, okay. I'm thinking of one in, in the city. And there's one right next to my Huntington school. Okay. Well, I go to a little too much. Yeah. So, when, Drew, when you come here, where do you train? Uh, so I've done uh, Marcelo Garcia's. I did a crew uh, a film nurse. I went to Henzo's for a little bit. Uh, man, it, these are my like my like training vacations, my traincations. And, like I, I love like just traveling and then checking in new gym, gyms and like everyone's doing things slightly different and it's and it's really fun to experience that. And of course, just getting your ass kicked all over the world is nice too. I think that's smart because you you get to kind of live a full life and also uh, train. Like you don't have to give up training to go and see places you want to see. Um, have you gone overseas at all? Have you gone to Thailand or anywhere? Thailand is uh, kind of on the bucket list of things I want to do, but I have been to Germany and then Holland and uh, you know a couple places in, in Europe, which is a, a lot of fun. Man, you really, it's got to feel good to just get the monkey off your back. I mean, you were coming off a couple, I mean, listen, you fought a couple of studs with, with, uh, with Riddle and Islam, but, and you're a stud yourself, but it must feel great to get that, to be back in, you know, the winning column here. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, uh, my, my performances against Brad and Islam were great, even though I did suffer the loss. And, you know, it showcases my skill set. But I, being 0-2 in a year and then going into a third fight, and you're, you're thinking in that locker room, like, man, I don't want to come out of this 0-3, right? So it was definitely some extra added pressure. And uh, especially having this, uh, you know, uh, spectacular up-and-comer as Terrence. So like, ooh, this is going to be an interesting one. But, yeah. Very satisfied with the victory, and I'm very happy to like, you know, have a little bit more secured, uh, you know, job in future fights. How hurt were you early in the round? I mean, he was having really good success early, uh, and everybody knows how tough you are. So nobody, nobody expects you to go out easily. I mean, how how hurt were you? Um, I mean, it was. Uh, I don't. I I didn't remember some shots, and so while watching the film, I was like, "Oh, he hit me with those." So you know, in the fight, you're just numb. Adrenaline's a hell of a drug. But uh, it's it's the shots or the moments that you don't remember that you're like, oh man, this is bad. 
But uh, man, yeah, the the oh shit button was hit, and uh, we were we were trying to stay in it. Is he stronger than you'd expect him to be? Because they say he's like a, kind of a long, leaner guy, and they they say he is a stronger guy than he looks like he is. Uh, I wouldn't say strong. The thing that took me by uh, surprise is that uh, it was the awkward ranginess. Um, I felt like he was able to cover so much ground, you know, with his reach or whatever. Like the knee came from like the center of the cage and pushed me all the way back to the fence. Um, so I think it was just his ranginess. I mean, he has that, was it 10 second, nine second knockout with a, a stiff one, two. I think it's because he, he's, he's slightly longer than, you know, his opponents expect. Who were you supposed to fight before Terrence jumped in? Ricky Glenn. Okay. Now listen, no walk in a park either, Ricky Glenn, but to, to take this fight. Now they, now Ricky Glenn, I, something happened to Ricky, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they offered Terrence any hesitation at all. No, no. I, I, I like the fight better. Really? Yeah, yeah. Not so much stylistically for me, but more so the fact that we, we're limited to how many fights we have in our lifetime. So I want to make sure every single one of my fights are something to be remembered. And, uh, you know, Ricky Glenn, loving him to death, but, uh, I mean, he didn't really have a whole lot of stock behind him. It was kind of like both him and I working. But with, with my fights with Terrence, he's got a story. He's got a, you know, hype. He's got that train. And so, uh, man, that just the fight in itself was far more exciting for me. And, uh, yeah, I was like immediately like, yep, as expected, I want this fight. Well, it paid off, buddy. It yeah. Paid off. You take it. I mean, that's it, man. It's one of those things where mindset's so crucial. It could be like, shit, I'm coming off a couple losses. Now, they give me this young fucking guy who hasn't been out of the first round forever. I don't, I mean, he's not going to finishing anybody. Somebody with a little less uh, upstairs, a little less mental toughness is being like, yo, give me someone else. Give me, do you have anybody? I mean, but instead you use it as a springboard, bro. This is huge. This is huge. It's great. I mean, being a you know, 0-2 and then back in the apex, I honestly felt the feeling of like, man, back to the proving grounds. Like it kind of felt like a like a regional or a semi-pro like fight. I was like, man, I, I got to get back to like proving myself and like what else to do it against a guy named, you know, Terrence. He's literally gone. I mean, he's gone in the distance once and he's only been in the second round one time. Um, I mean, as much as that is devastating and it looks really great on the record, I think it's more advantageous to have gone the distance a couple of times because again, I'm sure that you don't, you don't, not that he gasped, but I'm sure you don't get tired the same way when you used to be in deep in a second or a third round. It's a, it's a, a mentality or like something that you feel only when you're in that third round of like, man, you're always tired and everyone gets gassed in that third, fourth, fifth round. And it's kind of like you, like the ability to dig deep or find out your why, you know, that's why people have so many amateur fights. That's why they, you know, like all these professionals, like they're able to continue strongly is because we've been there. We know our whys, we know what we can do. And, you know, I feel with Terrence, you know, being young, uh, he still has a lot of questions that, that need to be answered. You know, it's funny, Drew. I, I always wonder, like, does do the normal people know, especially people watching fights, do they know what it's like to be tired? And do they know what it's like to be tired in a fight? Because since I got done fighting, you know, I've rolled jujitsu and I'm sure I'll get tired here and there. And I'll make, you know, after maybe a good scramble or something, whatever. But I never felt what I felt in certain fights. I've never felt that feeling of, a mixture of adrenaline dump and, and just, and like, you'd feel like you just, you, you, it's hard to even lift up your hands. You put them down for a little bit. And like, I wonder if the average person knows what it's like to really feel tired. Does that make sense? Yeah. I, and I think in addition to that, it's like not even just like being that tired, but also immediately being like, you have to do something about it. You know, where most people live their life, like they get tired, but they can slow down. They can stop. They can take a deep breath. But when we're in there and we're, you know, this as tired and we got to make something happen. Like, it's just, I mean, very rarely are, are you going to run into those circumstances in, in life. Do you try to not, I mean, I'm sure it's hard to fake another fighter. But what do you try to uh, act? Obviously, you act as if you're not tired, but you, you can always do you know when they can tell you're tired is kind of my question. Oh, yeah. I mean, that also comes with experiences being able to, I mean, just of my ability to even though I was getting punched in the mouth and need in the mouth, I was still able to kind of see the temperament and demeanor of, uh, of Terrence. And uh, yeah, you definitely need to start training um to, to kind of hide those emotions and kind of you know you got to play that poker face well the way you won that fight i mean that that really is the difference between a veteran and somebody who's newer is you've weathered that stuff before 
you know, you know what to do to, to give yourself to survive and then come and then be, have another chance to win the fight. And that's, I always like to see a veteran against a guy who's a little bit newer, uh, and see how they handle that type of adversity. I appreciate it. Yeah. We, uh, we spent a lot of time and, uh, something that I've been kind of working on it with my time off, which is just, uh, that, that constant ability of, uh, reacting and not predicting. And just when, you know, when, when shit hits the fan and, and things get rough, like you gotta have that ability to react and overcome instead of just predicting the outcome. And if it doesn't go your way, then you just, you know, get all ho-hum. Uh, I think that was one of the biggest mistakes I made with my fight with Brad Riddell. But I went into that fight, you know, predicting the fight, knowing what I, you know, what was going to get accomplished. And uh, when things just didn't go my way, I couldn't like overcome or be flexible. So we really focused it in this camp. And then, of course, with the last minute replacement and the way that first 60 seconds happened, I mean, I'm really glad we put it in practice. I was going to say, I think it's, I think it's interesting that you're calling out Bobby Green. Bobby, that's an interesting choice. Is it just the rankings or... It's a great stylistic. It's a very fun matchup. I see that on the card. I'm going, ooh, that, that's exciting. I like that matchup. Why Bobby? Uh, because of that, that reaction right there. You know, I'm, I'm in this for the fans. I'm in this to make things entertaining. Um, you know, uh, unfortunately, his performance at Madison Square Garden was very impressive. And then, of course, his performance with uh, Nazrat. And uh, I just love his personality, his hype, his the way he carries himself. And, and then you look at us and, uh, you know, we don't have seamless records. We're close to the same age. We have the same kind of like um, uh, demeanor when we go into fights. And I think like we work well together and we'll like, you know, perfect dance partners. And uh, man, this is the fight to sell. I feel you ready. If he starts talking in the middle of that cage. Yeah, no, I'm excited to see that stuff. I'm excited. to. I feel like I'm hard to talk shit to, <laughs> you know, like I'm always smiling at night. Like, so I'd be curious on like how that would go down. Uh, but uh, man, yeah, it's, it's those questions that motivate me to the fight. You know, have you had guys do that to you in the cage? And because I imagine that there, no matter how experienced you are, there has to be that thing when a guy is talking to you that just makes you want to punch him in the face more. I mean, I very rarely have guys like talking to me in the cage. And then the few times that I have are just super awkward experiences. I had one guy telling me that like how bad I was kicking his ass, and then um, I had Islam <laughs> like apologizing to me like in my ear. But other than that, like. I'm, I'm ready for the day that people will start shit talking. Wait, he was apologizing to you? Yeah, I don't know if you saw the video of his uh, beautiful Russian um, groin body head combo on his ground and pound. And as soon as he punched me right in the cup, he's like, oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, yeah. yeah I mean, well, I'll tell you right now, Islam is on top of the world. Yeah. He's a, he's a problem that uh, very few can find an answer for. Well, I would love to see you fight Bobby Green. And I was happy for you to get that win, man. It was, it was really, really great to see. And um, do you have any idea when when you might want to fight again? Uh, I mean, I hate long layoffs, so it'd be kind of just, uh, you know, sooner than later. And then really it's up to the UFC of, uh, you know, what kind of card they want to put us on. You know, obviously we got to wait for uh, Bobby's availability. He just fought like twice in one month. So uh, really, I just, I'm, we're just trying to schedule a date right now. Like, I'm available, he's available, you know, what location is available. Uh, but yeah, definitely so, like probably in the summer, hopefully. Awesome. Good man. You're only as good as your last fights. That means you're great, Drew Dover. You understand? (laughs) Well, I don't know, man. The the first 60 seconds, like, I was showing some ass on public television. So, you know, there's still a lot more to prove. But, yeah, you're right. You're only good as your last. And I need to make sure that each one gets better. Amen. You can't teach what you did in that fight, Drew Dover. You had to weather some shit. You were not. You weren't getting out of you. You weren't taking it, man. Not up in here. You weren't accepting that loss. That's what me and Jimmy. That's why. That's what me gets me and Jimmy hype, right, yeah. Jimmy? Yeah, it was. It was great to see because uh, I I thought you were in trouble, uh, and I really like watching you fight. So I was like, ah, fuck. And uh, there was one moment I think you 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 kicked him off you, uh, which I was like, what an incredible uh, wind you have to do that because you you were kind of down in that round. And do you obviously remember the moment I'm talking about? Well, you, you, you kicked him and he literally flew back off of you and you jumped back up. And I was like, yeah, maybe, uh, maybe, uh, Terrence is a little tired. Yeah. Well, I was going through the jujitsu motions of, uh, working my half guard. And, uh, yeah, I had Elliot Marshall in my ear yelling, like <laughs> kick him. Uh, and then I was like, oh yeah, I can't have him like sit above me and just rain down punches. So I'm just going to kick and see what happens. And, uh, yeah, it actually worked out pretty well for me. Elliot Marshall, you know, former, former UFC fighter, great, um, jujitsu, uh, black belt. He should get some 
some recognition because you know he, he's a a corner man that we don't hear get get the shine sometimes, and he's very vocal and he's always saying intelligent stuff. Yeah, yeah, he's brilliant, and I think. Uh... Uh, you know, being in the lightweight division, you know, it's not just MMA grappling. Like we have guys like Islam and Benil, uh, uh, Ryan Hall. Like we have like strict, like like point jujitsu, like very talented. So I'm very blessed to have uh, a person as loud as Elliot Marshall to kind of help me out. Not with just MMA grappling, but like with overall just you know learning the system and, and trying to put uh, a good jujitsu in practice. And he's one of those motivational guys. He's that he's that class is half full type of guy. That's what I like about Elliot. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, the dude doesn't shut up, and it's always fun. So, like, I love having his loud ass in my corner. That's awesome. That's great. yeah, great job, man. Really good fight, and it was a great win. And uh, hopefully, you you and Bobby Green go next. That's that's a tremendous fight. And we're gonna keep on pushing forward to exciting fights. So, if not Bobby, there will be more. Uh, I ain't done with this, and I, I I love what I do. All right, Drew. Good talking to you again, man. And uh, take care of yourself. It's good seeing you guys. Dober, man. Yeah. Heck yeah. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Nope. Do not move over, Drew Doba. We love what you do. Oh, wait. Oh, so wait. What did you say? Uh, that when you hear Bobby Green, Drew Dober, I go, ooh. Who said that? You did. I feel like you get excited, but I forget the noise you made. I wanted to point it out, and I forgot. Well, this is what I say, and this is being totally <laughs> honest. When I, when, if I'm looking on a car, I'm looking and I see, all right, uh, Drew Dober's always fighting Bobby Green. Ooh, like that. That's I understand. Funny. It was a funny Ooh. sound. Ooh, it's like you see like a dessert you like on a, in your, your shop. Yep. Ooh, Fudge Town. You remember Fudge Town cookies? Um, you remember those? It was like a little shirt. Yeah. Yes, they were amazing. Yes. You remember those? Yeah, Fudge Town ruled. Oh, it was so good. They're fucking underrated. They were underrated and then no more. Yeah, I don't think they made. Are they it. done? I, I I believe Fudge Town is. Done. I haven't thought of them in fifteen years, and I'm suddenly sad that they're done. Old man, but damn, did I love some. Oh stuff. wait a minute, what am I thinking of? You're thinking of Fudgy the Whale. You're thinking of Little Carvel. No, Fudge Town. I think I love Fudge Town cookies. It was like a little cowboy cartoon cowboy on a thing, I think, and it's like a, it was like Oreos, but instead, like in the middle of it. It was like a little button, like chocolate. Fudge Town. Yeah, I think I enjoyed them quite a bit. Yeah. Um, we should uh, hit the rest of the card uh, kind of. Uh, Alex Pajeda against Bruno Silva. Um, Bruno Silva looked very good. That was a very tough fight. Um, even though I thought, you know, Pajeda clearly won. Yeah. But it was still a really, um, you know, Bruno's a very tough fighter and a great fight and a good win, good decision win for him. Um, I don't want to jump all over the place. But Song Yadong with Marlon Moraes. Uh, yeah, bum me out. Bum me out too. And Boy, I'm is happy. he fast. That Song Yadong is fast. Song Yadong is accurate and he's the truth. Yeah. And I want to see what's next to him. But I, we, after having Marlon on the show, yeah. away from his family for over a month in Thailand, and, and after coming off some tough losses, I mean, I seen him taking his gloves off. I don't, I don't want to make any predictions. Right. But I was wondering if he was leaving those gloves in the cage. I mean, did you see? After fight, he clearly did not notice. Uh, well, I noticed like a motherfucker. If he left him in the cage, I don't know. I don't know if he left him in the cage or not, but I knew he took him off immediately. I don't know if there's anything out on that, but 
I, I'm like, I was wondering if that was going to, what was going on with that. Um, Khalil Roundtree, but wasn't he in, in, uh, wasn't Khalil over in Thailand? Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, he tremendous. He looked against, uh, uh, Robertson. He looked awesome. And, uh, I, I, you know, I like Roundtree, man. I do too. You know why? He's one of those, he, he told me, he said, he always, he's very adamant how he was like a fat kid when he was younger and he was overweight. And, uh, and, and, and you know, now, you know, he's a specimen, yeah. but he's doing something. He's doing something for all the little fat kids out there. No, really kidding. For, he's doing something for the kids that are overweight and he's trying to be motivational. Jimmy. Yeah. We should be more like that. Let's help them. Well, I am. More I like can. That. I'm still a fat kid. Who am I motivating? Even though, Jimmy, I did get back from teaching an excellent class this morning, escaping S-Mount into X-Guard and getting our copy to a modified clock choke. It was so much fun. And I, I felt so pleased with myself, and I made so many people happy. That I came home and I ate two slices of Pietro's pizza. That's okay. You're in good shape. That's any crust, Jimmy. You treat yourself. Fucking landmark over there. If you're in East Meadow, Long Island, I drive a few towns over to go to East Meadow, my hometown. Uh, where I grew up, and I go to Pet Pietro's on East Meadow Avenue. And I'll tell you, Jimmy, I was talking to the daughter in there. She took over for her old man. I used to go there as a kid. And the, what's special about Pietro's, Jimmy, is they got sesame crust. Do you ever have a good place with sesame crust, Jimmy? Never sesame crust, no. Different. It's different, but I'll tell you right now, it's delicious. All right. Uh, Jimmy, you, really quick, we can get back to this car because I know we're going to go. Uh, over the weekend, I went to, uh, I was in Astoria, Queens, and I visited my buddy, Magno, Professor Magno. Okay. Black belt on the Henzo. He's 41 years old. I met him when I was 23 and he was 17 when he walked into that. I was a purple belt, right? Teaching at Henzo Gracie Academy on 26th Street. And this young kid with hair down to his ass. I thought it was a little girl, to be honest. And uh, there's this kid, Magno, little squeaky voice. Oh, jiu-jitsu. And then he wanted to learn. I was in there teaching as a young guy. I'm only like a few, six years older than him. I was a purple belt. Now, years later, he's got his own school, many students. So he had a grand opening of, uh, like, he was in, you know, the, the COVID took out his first school. So uh, he had a school in Queens for a long time. So he just reopened a new school in Astoria, Queens, if anybody wants to learn jiu-jitsu. Henzo Gracie, Asto uh, Queens. So I was there yesterday for the grand opening. I'm sorry, I was there Saturday. And uh, I'm happy I went. Yeah. Was, I was on the fence because it was supposed to be a snowstorm, which did not happen. And I would have felt horrible if I didn't go. And I ended up driving in there. I, I took my gi, jumped in my car by my lonesome, took the uh, close to an hour trip into Queens. Oh, I saw, vid I saw your Instagram video. That was good. Were, were you t showing people all those, those the roles this way, do, do this? I was showing it some escape from side control a little flow drill me and magno and uh, yeah it's on my instagram at sarah bjj and uh it was good i, I seen a ufc fighter uh sapo i don't know if you remember him uh and then harley flanagan i don't know if you know of uh from the crow mags you know you know the crow mags no no oh, it's a fucking ah, one of those like, oh, ah, oh the ah, yeah, yeah, i've heard of them i don't know like, you don't gotta do that no tell you something though jimmy when you when you came on the show today you were like, you weren't mad, but you were like a little bit like this. Just okay. tired. But now look at your face. Now you're smiling. Yeah. I do that to you. Don't yes, I? you do. I was just tired. I was just tuckered out. I hadn't slept well. You're not like me, Jimmy. I get, I get up around the same time as you, but I get home hour and a half nap. I wish I could oh, do that. Oh boy, Jimmy. And no matter what, hey, I know what Josh Bridges was saying about don't eat on a, don't sleep on an empty stomach. After a couple slices of Sicilian and a couple of cookies, I slept like a baby. What time do you nap from when to when usually? Well, look, I teach. I get up this, I got up this morning, five in the morning. I got over to my school, get my head straight to a steam. I like that's important. Ah. Uh, but my mind and body. Take a shower, yeah. Shower after that, yeah. And then I teach at seven, teach for an hour, you know, spread some jujitsu love. You know, everybody, ah, man, close to 30 people. Everybody has a good time. Okay. And then, uh, and I feel good because people going before work, right? 7 a.m. Before work. And they hear this guy yelling. My, uh, my one, my one, my one guy, Danos, uh, he's a, uh, he works for JetBlue. He's an airline, he's a, a pilot. Wow. And he, he has his ringtone. And his ringtone is, yeah, Danos. So his wife is like, ah, every time he goes <laughs> off, he's like, ah, that's your instructor. He made that as his alarm, uh, not his ringtone, as his alarm. I wish I lived closer, man. I would love to train there. I really would. 
We have so much fun. And they got me yelling, ah, this is more, this is more fun than being at Planet Fitness, isn't it? Yeah. You're not just lifting up things and putting them down. You're strangling people. You're becoming more dangerous as you're breaking a sweat. Yeah. All right. Let's go with uh, Sadiq Youssef over uh, Alice Caceres. I, I always enjoy watching Caceres fight. Uh, it was a good fight. Um, Sadiq looked great, uh, obviously. Uh, and Marlon Rice, he had a very, very tough loss first round. Bobby, not, to, not to just go past that really quick, because Sadiq, yeah. I picked him by decision. You, oh, you did? Yeah, I picked Caceres. That's the way it went, right? Him by decision? Yes. And also, let's go over the picks. I picked Pajeda. You remember with that specific fight when I said, you know, I'm, you know, I think that, you know, Sadiq's going to win and, and you were going with Bruce Leroy. You're and right. And then you said, hey, I don't think so. You go, Sadiq won't like it. I do remember that. And I go, Jimmy, don't, you can sing whatever you want to sing, but he will like it. Do you remember when we did that? I was too busy thinking of, us both picking Alex uh, Pajeda, but me saying by decision and him actually winning by that. And then you saying first round KO, which I thought was a bit hurried. I also remember us having the Drew Dober, Terrence McKinney discussion. I had great faith in Drew Dober. I said round two sub. I was wrong. It was round one. You picked uh, Terrence McKinney erroneously. We both picked um, uh, Khalil Roundtree. You picked the right round. I picked round two. We really should talk about the um, main event. The main event. Not not the most exciting fight. You were right. Akalayev looked very good. But uh, Santos, you were right. You just kept waiting for him to get going, and he just wouldn't get going. Or, or he couldn't. It looks like one of those like James Bond villains, man. Like Right? Like, oh, Magomed. Yeah. Magomed. Like, you put him with like an eye patch, and like maybe throwing a scar over like, one of his eyes. James Bond versus Magomed. No? Yeah. Uh, I'm bringing it back to like the, the, the Chores era, like Moonraker. Listen. Yes. Jedi, Jedi, Semi the Jedi versus AJ Fletcher, who had phenomenal wrestling. That was a really good, that was a, that was a tough fight, man. I thought it wasn't going Semi the Jedi's way. And it wasn't. Not, if that, not in the first round. But he had to dig deep, come back, and, uh, Next thing you know, he's getting a takedown of his own. And it was just, what a fight, man. What a fight. And uh, he had to dig down deep, and he won that. But I think that was A.J. Fletcher's first fight in the UFC, if I'm not mistaken. So I'm very interested to see this young man's career. I like that now that I'm older, I can say stuff. Yes, young man, this kid. Yeah, I understand. Like, right after this, I'm going to put my VR set, and I'm going to literally be like, yo, what up, kids? But they're little kids, and I'll beat the shit out of them. (laughs) I I put the VR on, and I just go... uh, uh, Knight C4. And I play chess. Really? Yeah. In my, uh, I was with uh, Kevin Casey. You know who that is? Yeah. Nixon Gracie Blackbelt. He's married to one of Muhammad Ali's daughters. Do you know that? I did not know that. Who was uh, Layla? No. That's another daughter. Okay. It's not Layla. But uh, I'll tell you right now, me and Kevin Casey, we, 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 we're working. We're getting uh. some, some fools. I like that. Where do you want to drop? You want to drop the summit? You want to drop the kingdom? And he's like, man, you're the one. You're the one, Sarah. Let's go. I'm like, yeah, Casey. And then we drop. And then we, then we, you know, we show them that we're a couple of old school uh, jujitsu guys that know how to fight in the new world in the uh, VR. Jimmy, I know you tuck it out. You can talk all day about VR and yeah. seminars, but uh, we're not going to. No, I'll call you later. You're funny. Your, your buddy, Louis C.K., Yes. There's something on YouTube I'm, I watched the other day. And it's like an infomercial for his new series. Or yes. Whatever. Is it a series or a special? No, no, I'm sorry. New special. And the infomercial alone is, is so odd and funny and weird that I find myself watching it over and over. Is over. that where Joe Mackey is interviewing him? Who is, is that? Who is that? Joe Mackey is a very funny comic. Okay. Yeah, he's like being, I didn't know what he was. Yeah, 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 Joe's a stand-up. But he's acting like, he's, yeah, he was weird. He had him on a couch and then yeah. oh, it's Louis C.K.'s mother or somebody's next to him. And she's, I don't know. She, it was, it was very interesting. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure he's got to be selling a lot. I'm sure he is. Yeah, he's still, he's a great comic. I like funny stuff. That's why I like you so much. Thank you. Uh, great night of fights. I think we got everybody. No? We did, yeah. And thanks to Drew Dober for, uh, for calling in today. Jimmy. 
Two whole days. Do we get this again, huh? I look forward to it with great eagerness. What do you want to plug, brother? Uh, This Wednesday, I'll be at the Fat Black Pussycat doing another hour at 7 p.m. here in the city. And then March 25, 26, I'll be in San Francisco, Cobb's Comedy Club, and uh, doing my uh, my nonsense. Hey, man. I'm on Cameo singing Happy Birthday. Uh, Matt Sarah BJJ is my Instagram. I don't know why I'm saying that. But also, hey, man. Uh, SarahBJJ.com for all your jujitsu needs if you're on Long Island, man, or if you want to like a Sarah BJJ t shirt, yeah. I just like that. Hey, listen, most importantly, people out there, you don't got to train with me, but you really should train. Yep, like that, Jimmy. I, I do, like, and you're right. Like my signing off thing, it's way, it's great. All right, Jimmy, let's do all it. Right. Let's, let's do it again. You, you, you can sign off that way. It's not organic now. No, no, but it is. We'll just... All right, everybody. Well, listen. Oh, hey, as I always say, Jimmy, Jimmy stop it. Right. You're getting something wise to say when I do that. No. Hey, like I always say, you don't got to train with me. Training is important. <laughs> See you later. <laughs>